You are listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we are learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. We are getting into the very first vision of Daniel, which took place earlier in the book, but is recorded for us in chapter 7. And pretty much the rest of the book of Daniel is going to be descriptions of the eternal mind of God as it's given in Revelation. So super exciting for us to get to study so much prophecy and hopefully even get into the historical accounts that have already been fulfilled and look at some of the things that are still yet future for us here today. So we're diving right back into this vision in Daniel chapter 7. And we looked at last week some of the comparisons between Daniel's vision and some of the other visions that occurred earlier. And we are going to get into the specifics. Now, just to kind of give us a reminder here, because as you're listening to this podcast week by week, unless you are uh, binge listening to these episodes one after another, it's probably easy to forget the context and the whole background of what we've been looking at. So just to give you a brief crash course where we've been. Daniel and his friends are Israelis who have been captured by Babylon. They were taken from southern Israel, from royal families most likely, to Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. And there they were trained in the king's court. They made several stands for the Lord. And in that time, God began giving visions to this king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, at the time. And Daniel was used as an instrument of the Lord to interpret his dreams correctly. And so that was some early encounters that we read of where Daniel was prophesying of future events with God's help using these visions that God was giving the king. And we see Daniel progress through leadership in these kingdoms And he is put into a leadership position even when Persia overthrows Babylon and conquers them. And so he has this diverse experience from being a leader in a royal family in Israel um, during the uh, southern kingdom time frame, also in Babylon, and then finally in Persia. And so Daniel is very well familiar with kingdoms, with empires, world powers, and he has a very unique experience. And now God is giving him specific uh, visions to himself directly about future events. Now, up to this point, uh, beginning back in chapter 2, up to where we are in chapter 7, from chapter 2, verse 4, to the end of chapter 7, which will be chapter 7, verse 28, this section was written in Aramaic. So it was written in the trade language of the Gentile nations, which means that the emphasis, very key here to remember, the emphasis is to the lost, to the world, the world's perspective, to the pagan rulers out there. So God has given very specific light to the world at large. Then when we get to chapter 8, to the end of the book in chapter 12, we switch back transitioning to scripture that was written in Hebrew. And so that tells us that it was directed towards a Jewish audience. And that's very key because basically we're going to see some of these same prophecies repeated, but with a slightly different perspective. So instead of being focused on 
world powers from a uh, perhaps Gentile mindset, from a worldly standpoint. After this chapter, so I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but after this chapter, we're going to see it just from a Jewish perspective, which is very interesting. And we're going to see uh, some of the focus on the tribulation and things like that. So very exciting, but that's kind of our crash course in the context leading up to this part here. So let's start in Daniel chapter 7, verse 3. So after this intro, the first couple of verses of the chapter, we read, jumping right into the vision, he says in verse 3, And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon the feet as a man. And a man's heart was given to it. Now this is kind of a grueling, strange, weird picture here, but just continue to follow the vision. Verse 5, he says, And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl, and the beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces and stomped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hairs of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld, then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. That's referring back to that fourth beast that he described earlier. Verse 12 says, As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed." I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. That's what we read in verse 15. We see Daniel's immediate reaction, and it's one of disgust. And he is sick to his stomach at this vision he just saw of these horrific uh, beasts 
the Bible describes them as, these wild, raging animals. And really, we, we can tell that God is also disgusted. And this is how God views earthly kingdoms. God doesn't view, you know, world empires and what some might view as strong kingdoms, nations, powerful rulers as something that's um, praiseworthy or as something that's impressive. God views it as disgusting, as wild beasts who stomp and destroy and rend and are just destructive. That's how God views the kingdoms of man. And that's what we see in this vision. Now, I'm going to briefly run down, give you the list um, of these kingdoms here. We're going to see it interpreted in this chapter itself as we continue to go through this chapter. But we first see Babylon. And it's described as a lion with eagle's wings that is made to stand up on its feet and it's given the heart of man. That actually represents Nebuchadnezzar, the king. And we've already looked at that vision uh, back in chapter 4 where his he gives his testimony of where he turned to the Lord. He's given the heart of a man. But that description of Babylon really is to show us, if I were to pick one word, it would be splendor. The splendor of Babylon, this lion, majestic, with eagle's wings, you know, big, a big show, very uh, impressive to look upon. And that's what Babylon was. But under the surface, they were extremely deplorable. They were a violent nation. And this is what we forget in our modern times. And actually, we're being reminded of it right now. Um, and what's happening in Israel, and we'll get, we'll get to this at the end here. What we're seeing in the acts of Hamas and terrorist organizations today, it's very, um, very rare for this time frame. It's, it's not common in recent history that we've seen such acts of violence, but it's not new to history. And actually, this is what characterized ancient barbaric kingdoms that would rise up against each other. This is what the Jews have always known. This is what ancient history was was like. When a kingdom took over another kingdom, they destroyed lives, uh, property. They sometimes burned everything. Just brutal acts in past history. And, and for some reason, you know, we've tricked ourselves into thinking that we're more civilized than that now. You know, after World War One and World War II, we've come into this delusion that now we're civilized because we have the United Nations, you know, as some people call it, the United Nothing. But no, kingdoms, in God's view, are wicked, disgusting, barbaric things, and that's what we're seeing today. So, big wake-up call for us here. But Babylon, majestic and full of splendor on the outside, but very vicious under the surface. Then we see Persia. That's described as a bear with ribs between its teeth. It's told to devour. And, and Persia was a strong empire, extremely strong. I hope we get time to look at some of the strength um, and some of the historical aspects. Very fascinating. The um, coming visions that describe actually the battle between Alexander the Great and the Persian Empire it's explicitly described in the Bible. It's very interesting. So hopefully we'll get to some of that history. But Persia was a very mighty, uh, strong empire. But again, violent and just raw and disgusting in God's view. Then we see Greece. 
greases the leopard with four wings, you know, as if it wasn't fast enough with its running power. It has wings, you know, and four heads, and it, it pictures speed. And it was a very s- swift, fast, uh, growing empire, and then it fell very suddenly. And after it came this dreadful beast with teeth of iron and ten horns, and that's Rome. And the Bible says that it breaks in pieces, and then it stomps on what it has destroyed. And Rome, if I were to pick one word to describe it, it would be shock. That's what Rome was. It was a shocking machine. It came and it just stunned through its overwhelming power, its brutality, its violence. And it was a very shocking, traumatic kingdom. But after that, we see the Ancient of Days with a white garment, a fiery throne, and innumerable subjects in his kingdom. And that is the Son of Man. That is the kingdom of Christ. And ultimately, it's all about Israel. And that's what we're going to see as we go deeper into this particular vision and more in the coming chapters, especially chapters 8 through 12, where the focus is all about Israel. But history itself is all about Israel. If you think about it, biblical history When you study anything in the Bible, you're studying Israel. You're studying the Jews. If you pick up, I was talking to my brother about this. If you pick up a Bible atlas or a Bible study book or a devotional book, you're going to be studying and reading things about Israel because that is what history is all about. So I want to remind you that we are living in Bible times right now. The kingdoms and the times that were predicted Back in the book of Daniel, we are seeing them be played out right in front of us right now. So it's not just a biblical prophecy. It's actually revelation of God that we're seeing in front of us right now. So that should cause us to not be fearful, but to trust in God and to go closer to him and follow him in these uncertain times. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's Word is perfect, and it's everything you need to live for Him.